Buenos días, Iglesia. Good morning, church family. Feliz Año Nuevo. Happy New Year. Um, today is, a, is a, a very unique service. El día de hoy tenemos un servicio único. And it's special for two reasons. Y es especial por dos motivos. It is unique for two reasons. Es único por dos motivos. First, because we are beginning a new year together. Primero, porque comenzamos el año juntos. And second, because we are beginning a new book together. Segundo, porque comenzamos un nuevo libro juntos. So throughout the whole 2024, we're going to be under the teaching of the book of Acts. Y durante el año del 2024, vamos a estar bajo la enseñanza del libro de los hechos. So today, we're going to cover just three verses of the book of Acts. Hoy vamos a estar cubriendo tres versículos del libro de los hechos. That serves as an introduction, as a prologue, for us to the rest of the book. So if you are visiting, this is the first book after the four, four gospel we have in the New Testament. And basically, it talks about the continuation of Jesus' ministry and his church. Y lo que habla el libro es acerca de la continuación de la obra y el ministerio de Jesús. The author of this book is the same author of the Gospel of Luke. El autor de este libro es el mismo autor. And scholars agree that it was written around 1678 AC. Y los están de The Gospel of Luke and, and the book of Acts content 30 years, about a period of 30 years of, of the church and ministry. And Luke writes this narrative to his personal friend Theophilus, who was a possible Roman official that was awaiting for this second volume. Y Lucas escribe esta narrativa a su amigo personal, Teófilo, que posiblemente era un oficial romano que estaba esperando instrucciones de Lucas. The name Theophilus is a symbolic name also that means God lover, lover of God. El, su nombre, Teófilo, es un nombre simbólico que significa amante de Dios o, aman, o amado por Dios. So he, Theophilus, read already the first volume where he learned about everything that Jesus did and all his teachings. Teófilo ya había leído el primer volumen de Lucas donde aprendió de las obras y las enseñanzas de Jesús. So he was expecting to read this second volume of the book of, written by Luke. Él ya estaba esperando este segundo volumen escrito por Lucas. Uh, a volume that will answer questions such as who established the church. Este volumen, este libro, uh, preguntas como quién estableció la iglesia. Why is the church a crucial component of God's overall uh, redemption plan? How the gospel reached out so many people from different nations. Como el Evangelio alcanzó a mucha gente de diferentes naciones. All these questions will find the answer throughout the book of Acts. And the overall purpose of the book of Acts is to actively demonstrate how the gospel of Christ continued to expand through the believers and the church under the Holy Spirit direction. Y el propósito central del libro de los hechos es mostrar cómo el evangelio de Cristo continúa expandiéndose por medio de los creyentes y bajo la dirección del Espíritu Santo. So open your Bible in the first chapter of the book of, of, of Acts or turn in on. Abre tu Biblia al primer capítulo del libro de los hechos o enciende tu Biblia. And let's read together the very first three verses. 
Y leamos otra vez los primeros tres versículos. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. En, en el primer relato, estimadísimo Teófilo, escribí acerca de todo lo que Jesús comenzó a hacer y enseñar hasta aquel día que fue recibido arriba en el cielo, después de que por el Espíritu Santo, Él había, sido, había dado instrucciones a los apóstoles que había escogido. A esos también, después de su padecimiento, se presentó vivo con muchas pruebas convincentes, apareciéndoles durante 40 días y hablándoles con, la, con lo relacionado con el reino de Dios. If you read carefully, you will notice that Luke is opening a window for Theophilus so he can connect the first volume with the second volume. Si te das cuenta y pones atención, te darás cuenta que Lucas está abriéndole una ventana a Teófilo para que él pueda conectar entre el libro de Hechos y el libro de Lucas. So Luke wants Theophilus to have a, 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 the, the truths, essential truths that will further aid him in understanding the rest of the book of Acts. Lucas quiere asegurarse que Teófilo entienda estas verdades esenciales que le van a ayudar el resto del libro de Hechos. Luke wants to ensure Theophilus remember where the church is founded. Lucas quiere asegurarse que Teófilo se acuerde dónde está fundada la iglesia. And in fact, that's the title of the sermon, a reminder of where the church is founded. Founded. Por hecho, ese es el título del sermón en el día de hoy. And the idea, and the idea that we want you to grasp today, that you, we want you to carry after this uh, sermon, is that we as a church must remember that the foundation of the church is found in the work and teaching of Jesus, in the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit, and in the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Y la verdad que queremos que te lleves hoy el día en este sermón es como la iglesia de Cristo debe, debemos de recordar que el fundamento de la iglesia se encuentra en la obra y enseñanza de Jesús en la dirección y el poder del Espíritu Santo y la esperanza de la resurrección de Jesucristo. So we will try to answer this question, where the church is founded. Entonces hoy vamos a estar intentando responder esta pregunta, ¿dónde está fundada la iglesia? And from this main idea, we will, we will take out three elements that as the body of Christ, we must always have in front of us to understand the rest of the book of Acts. Y de esta idea central, vamos a estar tomando tres ideas que nos va a estar respondiendo dónde está fundada la iglesia. Where the church is founded first in the work and teaching of Jesus. Second, in the guidance of the, and power of the Holy Spirit. And third, in the hope of the resurrection of Jesus. Let's go in depth in each element. First, the church is founded in the work and teaching of Jesus. Primero, la iglesia está fundada en la obra y enseñanza de Jesús. Read with me again, verse 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. Leamos una vez más el versículo 1. En el primer relato, estimadísimo Teófilo, escribí acerca de todo lo que Jesús comenzó a hacer y a enseñar. If you notice, Luke's opened this window, as I mentioned before, to give us a glimpse of the previous volume, the previous writings. Como dije anteriormente, Lucas nos abre una ventana para observar el su primer volumen, el Evangelio según Lucas. And Luke wanted Theophilo to understand the full story of what Jesus began to do and teach. 
Lucas quería que Teófilo entendiera la historia completa de lo que Jesús comenzó a hacer y a enseñar. He, he wanted this lover of God to experience the fullness of what God in Christ has done and could do in his life. Él deseaba que este amante de Dios experimentara la plenitud de todo lo que Dios en Cristo había hecho y podía hacer en su vida. The same is true for us. Lo mismo es cierto para nosotros. And with these following words, Luke successfully summarized his gospel. Y con estas palabras, él está resumiendo el evangelio completo de Lucas. About all that Jesus began to do. Todo lo que Jesús comenzó a hacer y a enseñar. And teach. Y enseñar. And furthermore, if you notice, there's two questions then that we have to answer in the light of this line. Ahora bien, tenemos que responder dos preguntas basado en este versículo. What is Luke referring to when he says about all that Jesus began to do? And what is Luke referring to when he says all about that Jesus began to teach? ¿A qué se refiere Lucas cuando dice acerca de todo lo que Jesús comenzó a hacer? ¿Y a qué se refiere Lucas cuando dice acerca de todo lo que comenzó a enseñar? When, when Luke writes all that Jesus began to do, he's referring to all the works that confirms that Jesus is, in fact, the promised Messiah. Cuando Lucas escribe de las obras de Jesús comenzó a hacer, Él se está refiriendo a las obras que confirman que Él es el Mesías Prometido. Keep this in mind, Theophilus read this volume. Read. En esto en mente, Theophilus ya había leído este primer volumen. So he had previously read in the Luke's Gospel that Jesus' mission and work of redemption had already been revealed since the birth of, his, of Jesus. Desde el primer volumen, Theophilus ya había leído que Lucas Le está diciendo, su misión y su obra ha sido revelada desde el nacimiento de Jesús. He read about the incarnation of God. Él leyó de la encarnación de Cristo. In Luke chapter 2, verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. En Lucas capítulo 2, lee, Porque les ha nacido hoy en la ciudad de David un Salvador que es el Cristo, el Señor. Theophilus read also about the episode when Jesus went to the synagogue and opened the book of Isaiah and read the text, the portion that confirms that he is the Messiah. Teófilo también leyó el episodio en la sinagoga donde leía del libro de Isaías estas palabras que anunciaban de las obras que él haría. Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Lucas 4, 18, el espíritu está sobre mí porque él ha ungido para anunciar el evangelio a los pobres. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering the sight of the sight to the blind. Me ha enviado para proclamar libertad a los cautivos y a recuperación de la vista a los ciegos. To set a liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Para poner en libertad a los oprimidos para proclamar el, el año favorable del so Señor. So Theophilus read about these things. Theophilus ya había leído de estas cosas. But you see also all the works that Jesus did and performed throughout the Gospel of Luke. Pero también vemos en el libro de Lucas todo lo que Jesús había hecho. He read about the miracles catch of fish. About the election of the twelve disciples. About the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. I'm not sure that Peter was happy with that miracle. He read about the woman who suffered from ongoing bleeding. About the resurrection of Jairus' daughter. The resurrection of the son of Nain's widow. La resurrección del hijo de la viuda de Naín. And he read about Jesus rebuking the windstorm, although the disciple asked him, 
within themselves. Who then is this? He commands even the wind and the waves, and they obey him. Él también leyó de Jesús cómo él calmó la tempestad y cómo los discípulos se preguntaban quién es este que aún el viento y el mar le obedece. Theophilus read about Jesus, how he freed the demon-possessed man. Él leyó sobre sobre Jesús cómo libertó al endemoniado. How Jesus fed 5,000 people with a miracle multiplications of five loaves and two fish. He read about Peter's declaration acknowledging that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. So what is Luke referring to when he says about all that Jesus began to do? acerca de todo lo que Jesús comenzó a hacer. He refers to all of the works that Jesus did to confirm that he was the promised Messiah accordingly to the Old Testament. He was the Savior who died for the sinners and more so, he was God incarnated. Se refiere a todas las obras que Jesús que hizo que confirmaban que Él era el Mesías prometido desde el Antiguo Testamento, que Él es el Salvador que murió por los pecadores y aún más que era Dios encarnado. Jesus' words are the foundation of a Christian faith. Las palabras, las palabras, las obras de Jesús son los fundamentos de la fe cristiana. And consequently, the beginning and continuation of the church. Y consecuentemente, el inicio y la permanencia de la iglesia. Brothers and sisters, a church today will look back and we can confirm that Jesus was in fact who he said he was and he still is. Hermanos y hermanas, el día de hoy como iglesia podemos ver hacia atrás y confirmar que lo que efectivamente Jesús dijo quién era, él es y seguirá siendo. What about the second question? ¿Qué de la segunda pregunta? What is Luke referring to when he says about all that Jesus began to teach? ¿A qué se refiere Lucas cuando dice que acerca de todo lo que Jesús comenzó Pay a enseñar. To this. Pon mucha atención a esto. Because in the like manner, Theophilus learned about the teaching of Jesus through the Gospel of Luke. Igualmente, Teófilo, por medio del Evangelio de Lucas, aprendió las enseñanzas de Jesús. Teaching that go over prayers. Enseñanzas acerca de cómo orar. Uh, greed and anxiety. Acerca de la afán y la ansiedad. About not being materialistic. De no ser tesoros en la tierra. Teaching about how to be faithful and sacrificial servant. También hay enseñanzas acerca de ser siervos fieles y sacrificiales. How the forgiveness of our sins comes to be. Del arrepentimiento de pecados. How also we may deal with pride and humility. Theophilus learned about how was the cost that comes with following Christ. Jesus taught in parables so we can understand things in detail and help us to understand a spiritual truth. Jesús enseñó en parábolas para podamos entender todo y ayudarnos a entender verdades espirituales más profundas. Jesús enseñó del perdón. How to love your neighbor. Cómo amar a tu prójimo. Marriage, divorce. Del matrimonio, del divorcio. About gratitude. De la gratitud. He taught, he taught about his second coming in the ends of time. Jesús enseñó de la segunda venida y del fin del tiempo. However, pero más aún, there's a special teaching that Jesus Christ taught the disciple and Theophilus read. Hay una enseñanza importante que Jesús le enseña a sus discípulos y Teófilos leyó. It's about the fact that salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. Es el hecho que la salvación solo viene de Jesús. Salvation that only Jesus can provide. Salvación que solo Jesús puede proveer. Jesus thought that his plan of redemption will cost him his own life. 
Jesús le enseñó que la obra de salvación costaría su propia vida. Luke 9, 22. Lucas 9, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and the scribes. El hijo del hombre debe padecer mucho y ser rechazado por los ancianos y los principales sacerdotes. And be killed and on the third day be raised. Y ser muerto y resucitar el tercer día. Jesus taught about salvation by grace. Jesús enseñó de la salvación es por gracia. Luke 10, 22. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows who the Son is except the Father. Or the Father is except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Todas las cosas me han sido entregadas por mi Padre. Y nadie sabe quién es el Hijo sino el Padre. Ni quién es el Padre sino el Hijo. Y aquel a quien el Hijo se lo quiera revelar. In the previous volume also, Jesus thought that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. También en el primer volumen, Jesús enseñó que él era la cumplición de todas las Escrituras. The Old Testament and all the Scriptures is about him as, a, as the Savior. El Antiguo Testamento y todas las Escrituras hablan de él como el Salvador. Luke 24, 44. Lucas 24, then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And even more, Jesus taught about the Great Commission. In other words, the mission to bring the gospel till the end of the earth. Luke 24:45-47. Then he opened their minds to understand the scripture and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day raised from the death and the repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. Lucas 24, 45 al 47. Entonces les abrió la mente para que comprendieran las escrituras y les dijo, así está escrito que el Cristo padecerá y resucitará de entre los muertos al tercer día y que en su nombre se predicará el arrepentimiento del perdón de los pecados a todas las naciones comenzando desde Jerusalén. Theophilus had this teaching clear as day. Tenía estas muy and based on this, we can see this teaching as crucial topic to further understanding of the book of Acts. Those teachings are essential and crucial for us to understand the beginning of the church. Those are the same teachings that we proclaim every week. That we strive to know more about. Look around. In this room, there is people from many nations. This is the impact of the gospel that we proclaim every week. The gospel that we sing. The gospel that we read. That we teach. And that we are encouraged to live. 
A final observation here is the summary that Luke gives to Theophilo regarding his first volume ends with a verse pointing to the ascension. Una observación más, el resumen que Lucas da a Teófilo en su primer volumen termina con una referencia a la ascensión. What is this important in this narrative? ¿Y por qué esto es importante en la narrativa? Well, because Acts marks marks the ascension as the beginning of the history of the church. Porque el libro de Hechos marca la ascensión como el comienzo de la historia de la iglesia. And second, this volume that Theophilus was receiving is the continuation of Christ's plan of redemption, now guided by the Holy Spirit, accomplished through the apostles and spread to the all nation by the church. Porque este segundo volumen que Teófilo recibe es la continuación de la obra de redención de Cristo, ahora guiada por el Espíritu Santo, lograda a través de los apóstoles y esparcida a todas las naciones por la iglesia. Hermanos y hermanas, Jesús es la piedra angular de la iglesia. Foundational and essential for the Church of Christ to keep growing and moving forward. Estas enseñanzas son fundamentales y esenciales para la Iglesia que siga creciendo y avanzando. We must continue to teach and proclaim the works of Jesus that confirm that He is God, that He is the only way to be saved, and that He is the Messiah. Nosotros tenemos que seguir enseñando y proclamando las obras de Jesús que confirman que Él es Dios, que Él es el único Salvador y que Él es el Mesías esperado. Where the Church is founded. In the work and teaching of Jesus. Second, in the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit. Read verse 2b. After he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. As I mentioned before, the ascension marks the beginning of the church. And Luke wants to show how both Jesus and the church were led by the Spirit to fulfill God's purpose for us. Early in the book, the author let us know the impact that the Holy Spirit will have during this birth and expansion of the church. Again, Theophilus had read that the same Jesus who taught him during his early years would continue molding and shaping the church through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Ya Teófilo ya había leído que estas enseñanzas por medio del Espíritu Santo seguirían moldeando y creciendo a la iglesia. But notice something, the ascension didn't happen until Jesus gave instruction through the Spirit to the apostle whom he chose. Nota cómo la ascensión no ocurrió hasta después de haber dado instrucciones por medio del Espíritu Santo a los apóstoles. It is impressive that before Jesus finished his ministry on earth, he provided a straightforward instruction to his disciples. Es increíble ver que antes que Jesús terminara su ministerio aquí en la tierra, él dio instrucciones muy claras. Another question we must answer, what is Luke referring to when he says, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit? Otra pregunta que hay que responder es, ¿a qué se refiere Lucas cuando dice que por el Espíritu Santo, él había dado instrucción a los apóstoles. 
Well, the record we have after Jesus' resurrection and his ascension is that Jesus, this is referring to the instruction that they receive, the apostles and disciples, to trust in the guidance and instruction of the Holy Spirit. La instrucción que los apóstoles recibieron entre la aparición y la ascensión es de confiar en la dirección e instrucción del Espíritu Santo. And we will see that in two ways. Y lo vamos a ver en dos maneras. First, Jesus commanded to wait on the promise of the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem. Primero, Dios les mandó a que esperaran en el en la promesa del Espíritu Santo en Jerusalén. Luke 24:49. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay, stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. 49. Luke 24, 49. They had one important instruction to follow. Wait. Wait and see Jesus' promise be fulfilled. If you want to know what happened, wait till next week. Second, Jesus instructed them to depend on the Holy Spirit to fulfill the Great Commission. Dependieran del Espíritu Santo para cumplir la gran comisión. They said, he said, you will receive power to proclaim the gospel to all nations. Él dijo que recibirán poder por el Espíritu Santo para declarar esto a todas las naciones. That's what we read in Luke. Eso es lo que leímos en Lucas. stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Le dijo que esperaran en la ciudad hasta que sean investidos por el poder de lo alto. But also in this second volume, in the book of Acts, in verse 8, chapter 1, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Pero lo leeremos una vez más en el libro de Hechos, capítulo 1, versículo 8, pero recibirán poder cuando el Espíritu Santo venga sobre ustedes let me get deeper in this they will receive power to what first to proclaim and bring the good news of the gospel to all nations again look around one of the reasons that I said this is a unique service is because we have the opportunity to see the impact of the gospel among the nations. The proclamation and the gospel comes with an invitation to get related with people that we don't know or people that look different than us. La proclamación del evangelio nos lleva a conocer a gente de otras naciones que a lo mejor no se parezca o piensen de la misma manera de nosotros. And second, the power, not just the power to proclaim the good news of the gospel, but also the power to remember, write, and teach. Pero no solamente el poder para proclamar el evangelio, pero también el poder para recordar, escribir, y enseñar. In the, in the second part of the Great Commission in Matthew 28, Jesus said them and sent the disciple to teach and observe all that I have commanded to you. In the second 
en la segunda parte de la gran comisión en Mateo 28, Jesús envía a sus discípulos a enseñar y observar todo lo que él había mandado. He says, go and make disciples to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to observe, and to observe, to teach everything that I have taught you. Él les dice, vayan y hagan discípulos por todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. So pay attention to this. How is it going to happen? Pon atención a esto. ¿Cómo va a pasar esto? Well, Jesus told them in John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth, the truth, a spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Y esto ya lo había, ya Jesús lo había dicho en Juan 16, 13, pero cuando el espíritu, el espíritu de verdad venga, los guiará toda verdad porque no hablará de su propia cuenta. Jesus instructed them to trust in the guidance and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Jesús los instruyó que confiaran en la dirección y poder del Espíritu Santo. Why? Porque because Jesus' lessons are the truths that develop the apostle theology. Porque las enseñanzas de Jesús son las verdades que forman la teología de los apóstoles. In other words, all of Jesus' teaching defined the apostles' theology. En otras palabras, todas las enseñanzas de Jesús definen la teología de los apóstoles. And pay attention. All the theology of the apostles result into the sound doctrine that the church must claim as their own. Y ponga atención. Y toda la teología de los apóstoles se traduce a la sana doctrina que la iglesia debe guardar. A, so, a sound doctrine to which Christians must stick with, protect, and defend from false teachers. Una sana doctrina que los cristianos deben apegarse, proteger, y defender de los falsos maestros. A sound doctrine that eventually will turn into the pillar that supports the church through the centuries. Una sana doctrina que se convertiría en el pilar que sostiene a la iglesia a través de los años. A sound doctrine that was inspired by the Holy Spirit to the apostles. Una sana doctrina que fue inspirada por el Espíritu Santo por medio de los apóstoles. The Holy Spirit inspired the apostles to write everything that we know as the New Testament. El Espíritu Santo inspiró a los apóstoles a escribir todo lo que nosotros conocemos como el Nuevo Testamento. And today, today we can say that we are under the teaching of the apostles because that is the inspired word of God. Y hoy podemos decir que nosotros nos sometemos a la enseñanza de los apóstoles as you see, the teaching of Jesus Christ will continue to act through the Holy Spirit he promised. And this is important for Theophilus to comprehend. Because he will truly know the work of the third person of the Trinity through the book of Acts. Porque ahora, él conocería la obra y de la tercera persona de la Trinidad a través del libro de los Hechos. Because the Holy Spirit will act continuously and actively. Porque el Espíritu Santo jugará un rol activo y importante. How? Como? Saving the lost. Salvando al perdido. Edifying the church. Edificando la iglesia. Sanctifying the church. Santificando su iglesia. All way through the second coming of Jesus Christ. Hasta el retorno de su segunda venida. This has been the teaching since the beginning of the church. Estas han sido las enseñanzas desde el inicio de la iglesia. The church is founded in the prophets and apostles' teaching, in the power of the Spirit. Las las verdades del the Holy Spirit continues to add to the church to those who are to be saved. The Holy Spirit inspired the scripture that 
guide us, transform us, and shape us. El Espíritu Santo inspiró las escrituras que nos transforman, guían y moldean. The Holy Spirit will continue to sanctify those who are children of God. El Espíritu Santo continúa santificando los hijos de Dios. Look around again. Mira alrededor. I know many may not look as holy as you think. Yo sé que tú y yo a lo mejor no nos parece no parecemos muy santos. Or perfect as we sing. Or perfectos. As, as, as we see. But we believe that the Holy Spirit today, today, is sanctifying us. Pero nosotros creemos que el Espíritu Santo hoy, hoy nos está santificando. It works similar than as, as when you are getting older. Trabaja de la misma manera como cuando vas envejeciendo. We don't know that we are physically getting older until your body lets you know it. The Holy Spirit is still guiding, stroking, forming every member of the body of Christ until we are eventually transformed into the image of Christ. El Espíritu Santo sigue guiando, instruyendo y formando a cada miembro del cuerpo de Cristo hasta que lleguemos a la estatura de Cristo. Notice how Paul brings together everything we have seen so far in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 and 22. Observa como Pablo en un solo pasaje describe todo lo que hemos visto en este momento. They are built, they means the church, are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building, not this building, we as a building, the whole building fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In Christ, you are also being built together into dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Jesus, uh, Ephesians 2, 22, 20 al 22, están edificados, refiriéndose a los apóstoles, sobre el fundamento de los apóstoles y los profetas, siendo Cristo Jesús mismo la piedra angular en quien todo el edificio, no este edificio, pero la iglesia está ajustado, va creciendo para ser el templo santo del Señor en Cristo. También ustedes son juntamente edificados para morada del Espíritu de Dios en el Espíritu. He's talking about you and me. Él está hablando de ti y mí. From every nation, de todas las naciones, every tribe, de toda lengua, every town, de toda nación. everywhere where there is a son of God, God is sanctifying them and building them together for his glory. Where the church is founded ¿Dónde está fundada la iglesia? in the work and teaching of Jesus, en la obra y la enseñanza de Jesús, in the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit, en la dirección y el poder del Espíritu, and finally in the hope of the resurrection of Jesus. Y por último, en la esperanza de la resurrección de Verse 3. Versículo 3. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. A estos también, después de su padecimiento, se presentó vivo con muchas pruebas convincentes, apareciéndoles durante 40 días y hablándoles de lo relacionado con el reino de Dios. Look again. Lucas, una vez más. He connects acts with the gospel with a simple word. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering. Lucas, una vez más, conecta hechos y su evangelio con palabras sencillas. Después de su padecimiento, se presentó vivo. Luke is opening a window again. Lucas está abriendo una ventana una vez más. So Theophilo may, re may remember that Jesus suffered for the sinner before he ascended. Para que Theophilo entendiera que Jesús padeció por el pecador antes de que 
but he, but he suffered with a purpose. His suffering was not the end of his life nor ministry. Jesus presented himself alive. And you may pay attention to this because what pushed forward the church and the disciples is the fact that Jesus rose from death. So we have a, a gap of 40 days after his resurrection is before his ascension. What was Jesus doing? He was still instructing and preparing his disciples. Jesus spent 40 days giving final instruction to his disciples. Think about this. They saw Jesus on the cross. Some of them ran away. They knew that Jesus was dead. And it was very protected with the Roman uh, soldiers. And now they walked with Jesus for 40 days. Can you imagine that? Giving instruction from a live man. Preparing them. Hey, you know, you're going to be persecuted. Maybe he taught them about, you know, people will reject you. Don't be ashamed to proclaim the gospel. I am the life. I am the truth. And I'm, I am the way. Could you imagine all the content of those 40 days? So Jesus taught them for 40 days. What was Jesus teaching about? The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So now every parable that refers, that Jesus used to refer the kingdom of God makes sense to them. Jesus dedicated time to talk to the apostles about the kingdom of God. They were they were, they were being taught how to interpret the scripture Christ-centeredly. Yet still with the kingdom's expectation. It is important to know what Luke has in mind. He's putting a great emphasis to demonstrate that resurrection that happened and the church will be pushed forward by the proofs of this supernatural event. He, he used the word many proofs. Many proofs. So Theophilus may know that this is not something that Luke elaborated. So now you have a disciples who first were convinced that Christ was crucified according to the scripture. That Jesus died according to the scripture. That he rose from the dead. And all this teaching will keep them firm during the persecution. 
todas esas verdades los mantenían firmes durante las pruebas. Didn't trials. La persecución. And illness. Y enfermedades. In other words, brothers and sisters, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the epicenter of the Christian faith. En otras palabras, la vida Muerte y resurrección de Cristo es el epicentro de la vida cristiana. The resurrection is the pillar event of Christianity. La resurrección es el pilar del cristianismo. That, that is what makes Christianity unique. Es lo que hace el cristianismo único. There is no Christianism without resurrection. No hay cristianismo sin resurrección. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain and if Christ has not been raised your faith your faith is futile and you are still in your sins pero Pablo nos dice 1 Corintios 15, 14 y si Cristo no resucitó vana es entonces nuestra predicación y vana nuestra también vuestra fe y si Cristo no resucitó vuestra fe es falsa y todavía estáis en tus pecados this bilingual worship service would be in vain este servicio bilingüe sería en vano it has no purpose nor sense no tendría sentido ni, sen ni propósito it would be a waste of time sería una pérdida de tiempo everything that has happened prior to the resurrection would have no sense todo lo que sucedió antes de la resurrección no tendría sentido his birth his life in obedience, his miracles, even his crucifixion. Nothing makes sense without the resurrection. And Luke wants to remind Theophilus that Christianity is based in a historical faith. Events that had happened. He presented him alive to them after his suffering by many proofs. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 that he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. And en 1 Corintios 15, 6, Pablo dice que Jesús se le apareció a más de 500 hermanos que aún uno de ellos todavía están vivos. Luke wants to teach Theophilus that Christianity is based in a verified faith, based in witnesses. Lucas quiere enseñarle a Teófilo que el cristianismo está basado en una fe verificable que tiene testigos. Brothers and sisters, the church is founded in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hermanos y hermanas, la iglesia está fundada en la resurrección de Cristo. Today the church is church because Christ is alive. Hoy la iglesia es iglesia porque Cristo está vivo. Every Sunday we celebrate Jesus and his resurrection. Cada domingo celebramos a Jesús y su resurrección. We celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead and defeated sin. Celebramos a Jesús resucitó de la muerte y venció al pecado. We celebrate the resurrected Jesus and the promise that we will resurrect with him. Celebramos a Jesús resucitado y la promesa que resucitaremos con él. The church is founded in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. La iglesia está fundada en la resurrección de Cristo. Why this is important to me. The fact that Jesus is alive confirms that he is who he said he was. The fact that Jesus is alive confirms that he is the Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings. The fact that Jesus is alive confirms that his teaching builds his church and we must follow faithfully every Sunday, every day. El hecho que Jesús está vivo confirma que su enseñanza construye su iglesia y nosotros debemos seguirla 
The fact that Jesus is alive means that his words are alive and moving through the body of Christ, sanctifying his church. The fact that Jesus is alive means that he continues to save the sinner. And the church must continue to proclaim the gospel to all nations. Brothers and sisters, the fact that Jesus is alive gives us hope. It means that we have hope. Hope to what? First, to face our own sins. He defeated sin in the cross. And we are not a slave of sin anymore. Hope to face any illness. Hope to face the death. Hope to for this life and the life after death. The fact that Jesus is alive means that our service to the Lord is not in vain. The fact that Jesus is alive means that he continues to build his church. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is alive. And he changed everything. He changed everything. He changed everything. So every time you think about your faith, or every time you are doubt about your faith, remember that he's alive. He is alive. Every time you find yourself struggling with your own sins, every time you see that you can overcome your sins, remember that he's alive and the Holy Spirit is working within you. How will we'll respond to this message of this group? I can respond as an understanding skeptic or as an obedient believer. The first one is the one who has been instructed with all these truths, but live questioning if the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same one now helping us in this broken world. The second one is the obedient believer that knows that he will not be a perfect obedient believer, but it will be a diligent obedient believer. Is the one who diligently, as a disciple of Christ, committed to Christ, Jesus Christ's cause and his church. As you see, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of the Christian faith. So where the church is founded? In the work and teaching of Jesus Christ. In the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit. And in the hope of the resurrection of Jesus. 
If you are visiting today, look around. Look at us. We are not crazy. We don't follow a dead Christ, but one who lives and now who have eternal life for us. If you are visiting today and you haven't met Christ yet, let me tell you, you need Jesus Christ. You are lost in your sins and you can't save yourself. But there is one who saved the sinners that can cover all your sinners, your sins, and give you a new life, eternal life. Run to him. He's the only one who can save you. He's the only one who can forgive you. And he's the only one who can offer life after death. Let's pray. Gracias, Señor, por tu palabra. Gracias, Señor, por la verdad de tu palabra. Thank you for the truth of your word. We are so humble we, that we don't depend on, our, on ourselves, but in you. We pray that now that we begin the book of Acts, you continue to shape us. That we as a church may walk in the same direction united by your spirit by the same faith by the work of Christ and while we continue to celebrate um, our service every Sunday we may have in front of us the truth that Christ is the cornerstone his teaching are the venue to sanctify us and instruct us. And the Holy Spirit is the power we need to continue to obey and proclaim the goodness to all nations. In your name. Amen.